All right, so uh, ESPN ranked NFL team cores across the league. It is list season. It is list season, baby. And uh, they ranked the 49ers 10th. 10th in core, okay? And uh, here's what the write-up said. This is from Seth Walder, who is in the analytical department of ESPN. The core, he considers Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, Run CMC, George Kittle, and Fred Warner. The average core age is 28.4. Walder writes, you could absolutely make the case for Brock Purdy to be on this list, but the Niners are a great team because of what's around their quarterback, whoever it might be. This exercise also sells them short because there are just too many quality players on the roster. Debo Samuel, Javon Hargrave would make the core for almost every other team, and receiver Brennan Ayuk might too. So, Rami, when you look at this roster and you look at some of these other rankings in this column by Seth Walder, does 10 feel right to you? It didn't at first, but I don't... I, I don't too high or too low? Too low. Okay. I don't like to go with my you know first knee-jerk reaction to something. You know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll always go, hmm, that... I disagree with that, but let me let me see what they're saying and let me try and figure out how they came to this conclusion. And I noticed one very specific thing about every team ahead of the San Francisco 49ers and every team behind the San Francisco 49ers. And what every team in front of them has in common, Nick, which kind of makes me go, you know what? They might be right, is a franchise quarterback, a guy who... who has been, could be, or will be in an MVP discussion. You got Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. The Jets have Aaron Rodgers. The Chargers, Justin Herbert. The Cowboys have Dak Prescott. The Bills have Josh Allen. The Dolphins have Tua, who maybe the jury is still out on him, but when that dude is healthy, he's putting up numbers on pace with just about any other quarterback in the league. Then you have the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and then, of course, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs. Every one of the nine teams ahead of them has that franchise MVP type of quarterback. And with the exception of maybe the Cleveland Browns, who were right behind the 49ers at 11, and Deshaun Watson, there isn't a franchise quarterback on the list below the San Francisco 49ers. So what ESPN is saying is of the teams that don't have that dude yeah. lining up under center, yeah. they have the best roster. And I'm happy that they did not include Brock Purdy in this. Uh, because, look, it's too early, right? You you cannot call Brock Purdy part of the core just yet. You need to see him play this year. I know some Niners fans would disagree with that, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. You you might feel like after watching him play seven games, eight games, that he's he's the guy and he's part of this core. I think it's smart of Walder to leave him off this list. I need to see more than seven games before I say anybody at any position is part of a core, especially quarterback. So I'm glad they left Purdy off because if they had Purdy as part of the core and the Niners were ranked 10th, I would have lost my mind. I would not have liked that. Um, here, here's something else. If Purdy is good, then they're higher up the list, right? I mean, if, if Purdy does prove himself this year beyond the shadow of a doubt and plays 17 games or, you know, 15 games in case he misses the first couple due to the uh, recovery from the injury and surgery, he gives you 15, 16, 17 games of really good football, and he's now a part of the core because he's done it for more than just seven 
and you look at him and say he's a legit QB1, then this this core goes up. And, and I also like the idea that Walder mentions Brendan Ayuk and Debo. Now, Debo, I don't think Debo Samuel is going to be a Niner next season. I think he's going to get traded this offseason. I do. But Ayuk and Purdy, you could absolutely make the argument. Again, if Purdy proves himself this year, Ayuk easily part of the core. So I like that he added those guys. But this core that is listed has some issues. This core, this specific core, you've got Trent Williams, who nobody is doubting his greatness. And if there's any position in football that you can kind of hang around at 38, 39, 40 years old, it's tackle. So being 35 isn't the end-all, be-all. But he is in his mid-30s. He's had some injuries throughout his career, like many football players do. He questioned his own football mortality after last season. So, you know, I don't know how much Trent has left. George Kittle played better as the season went on last year. Mm -hmm. That made me feel better about him because, frankly, he had not played good football for a while, but he got better as the season went along. So I I wonder how how big that, that window, how much of a window Kittle has left in the tank. And run CMC, look, when he's healthy, he's great. But we can't overlook the fact that he's been used a ton. He's had a big-time injury history. so you know, And the injury history of 49ers running backs. Yeah, so at, you know, three of those guys that are part of the core, they all have legitimate questions. And it feels like, Rami, maybe you disagree with this, but it feels like that core, that core that they've listed, probably like a two-year window, three-year window. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Because you're you're right, Trent Williams. He he said last year. Now later, he walked it back and said it was just you know the the emotion of the moment after losing in the NFC Championship. But ret- retirement crossed his mind after after they lost to the Eagles. And you would think that it becomes a more serious consideration every year moving forward. You're 100 percent right that Debo could be on the move. That George Kittle, we've maybe seen the best football from him. Christian McCaffrey has the injury history that he has. He approaches 30 years old here and coming up in, in a couple of years. It would go a long way, Nick, if Brock Purdy turned out to be that guy under center. Yes. And then you had that quarterback headlining this list. It'd be huge. That And that might even keep you in the top 10 if if one or two or three of these guys is is swapped out of the core for other guys. If one of those other guys that's swapped in is Brock Purdy because he's that good this season – then you probably stay right in the top 10 and maybe even move up a few spots cuz Nick you look at you look at the nine teams ahead of them and they all start like i said they all start with that mvp type of quarterback yeah. after that you can look at the niners and say that they're better than a a but you could make the case that at 3 of the 5 spots they're better than all nine teams ahead of them. It's just that quarterback position that carries so much weight in this league and I think carried so much weight in these rankings. And I like I said at first it seemed it seemed a little off to me. They seemed a little low, but when you factor that in and weigh that in that you got MVP quarterbacks at these other nine spots and you're looking at Brock Purdy, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold at quarterback for the 49ers, it kind of makes sense. He's Rami. I'm Cattles. Could Davion Mitchell be dealt this summer? We'll have some intel for you in 90 seconds. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. Happy Friday. Hopefully all of you have a great weekend. Pretty nice weather weekend. Not too hot. Not too crazy. Yeah. Looking forward to it. 
I hang out this weekend, I think. Flying solo tomorrow, so I'm going to go see uh, one of the movies that my girlfriend has no interest in. <laughs> Which one? I think I'm going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. It's either that or Spider-Man. Ugh, I saw Spider-Man last night. So The multiverse? Good. Yeah. Powerful mm, Spider-verse, I mean. Yep. Great it, motion uh, picture. It'll make you feel the feels. Yep. Beautiful. Get up in your emotions. Well, good luck with that. Sincerely. I'm going to take a scooter ride down to Doko and catch a flick. Watch out. Those scooters are dangerous. I know. Kelly will tell you all about it. I almost blew up my whole leg. Yeah. Kelly went ass over tea kettle in Tahoe. <laughs> On that lime scooter? Everyone's yeah. having a hard yep. time. Nate Littlefield just told me a story about his scooter adventures. She, it's she not launched good. off that damn thing. <laughs> See, I would have launched, but my cat-like agility oh, yeah. saved me. Of course. Yes. It always somehow comes back to your unbelievable athletic ability and agility. Yes. Somehow, some way. We habitual line step. We find that landing spot. You tend to land the plane perfectly every time. What what happened during that uh that that flag football game, Rami? Oh, broken hand. Fin- double header, Jay finished it. Two two interceptions. It was broken at halftime of game one. Mm. Went on to get two interceptions with a no. broken hand. So you gotta go to work. Was it two picks in the same game or between the two now, games? Now, one in the second game and then one in, uh, one in the second half of the first game and then one in the second that's game. That's less impressive. One in each game? Why? It helped us win two games. Less impressive. The first one was crucial, too. They were driving. We had the lead and they were driving late. Ended the, ended the drive with these hands right here. An instinct. But you are the absolute worst. <laughs> <laughs> Of these hands right here and instinct. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how I know no one's robbing you. You got those hands. That's true. That is true. Buy one, get one free. You know who also has good hands? <laughs> Who's that? Davion Mitchell. He does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we discussed Davion Mitchell last year, Rami, and I remember saying this during the season, and you know, some people wanted to give me the smoke on it about uh, – Davion being one of the more likely guys that you could trade this offseason. And it's not because I don't like Davion. It's not because I don't believe he can you hate him. be a starting guard in the league. Mm-hmm. It's because of the role that he plays. It's because of, you know, the contract situation he's going to inevitably walk into. Um, and it's because that you're, you're pretty good at guard. you got some guard depth. So if you're going to take a piece from this team's roster to try to improve that roster in other places, Davion would be that guy. And so another point guard that we talked about could actually impact Davion Mitchell's future. Now, the other point guard I'm talking about is CP3. We, we talked about him earlier this week. There were all sorts of reports. He was going to get waived. He wasn't going to get waived. He's going to get traded. He's not going to get traded. But CP3 could impact Davion Mitchell. And we'll tell you how. So Jake Fisher at Yahoo, who's really good at what he does, he's plugged in. He wrote about Phoenix's situation with Chris Paul. And as part of this story, Fisher wrote, Phoenix's front office was already exploring backcourt additions before the trade deadline. With a particular eye on point guards who could have relieved Paul during this postseason or perhaps replace him in the future. And Fisher lists a number of guards, Emmanuel Quickly and Peyton Pritchard and some other guys. But he also mentions Davion. Fisher writes, Davion Mitchell is a rookie-scale player who's been on the Suns' radar, Rami. Hmm. 
Hmm. Hmm. So as a Chris Paul alternative, should they move on from Chris Paul? Maybe they would trade for Davion Mitchell as their point guard? Is that what they're saying there? Well, it says at the trade deadline. Is that what they're alluding to? It says at the trade deadline they were looking for point guards who could relieve Paul during the postseason or perhaps replace him in the future. I don't know if they look at Davion Mitchell as a guy who would replace Paul or if they think Davion Mitchell would make a ton of sense sitting behind Chris Paul. And then, you know, as Paul ages out, you you slide in that guy to be your future point guard eventually yeah. there, right? So it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting scenario. And there's one guy I think I know who you want. There's one guy on this roster that I, I was looking at and I, I said, know you know what? Is. Can I guess? No, don't don't steal my steam. I was looking at this roster uh-huh. and I was like, mm-hmm. Josh Akogi. I knew it. Sure, let me guess. I would be it. fantastic. Yeah. So it, it would be a sign and trade deal. But if if you could tell me, if you could tell me that you got a Kogi in a sign and trade deal for Davion Mitchell, it would make a lot of sense to me. Because you're you're removing again, you're you're removing some of the depth strength that you have. You've got De'Aaron Fox and and obviously Malik Monk, who is for all intents and purposes the backup point guard. He's the playmaker on this team off the bench. You've got Fox, you've got Monk. You go out and you get a third point guard veteran guy like they kind of had in Matthew Dellavedova this year, even though he was pretty much fourth because Davion was on the roster. Go out and find a steady veteran as your third point guard to fill that space, and then you go get a Kogi because here's the deal. He is that kind of player that you're looking for. He's six foot three, but he has a seven-foot wingspan. Mm-hmm. He is a defender. A dog on defense. Loves defending. Now, he has not shot the ball well, and that was the biggest question about him coming into the league. Was he going to be able to knock down threes? He has not done much of that. But he's got the wingspan. You're trading one defensive specialist for another, but a bigger defensive specialist. Exactly, a more versatile defensive specialist. And here's the other thing about Okogi is he represents Nigeria. Ooh. And he has that the link with Mike Brown. Yes, has played for him. He has that link with Mike Brown. So, I, I don't know Mike Brown personally. Obviously, I've not had conversations with Mike about this off season. But I would imagine if Mike Brown walked into this studio right now and sat down next to you, Rami, mm-hmm. and if we asked him with some truth serum, would you be interested in that player? He would. He would say, "Absolutely." Yeah. He would love a Kogi on this team. ASAP. Yeah, I, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down, Nick Cattles. I'm I'm in on this trade. If this is something that could be on the table, I am I'm in on this trade. I've I've talked about Josh Kogi and, and had my eye on him as we've looked at offseason targets and, and guys that could fit in with the Kings and bring a little of what they need to the table. I'm I think I'd be in on Josh Kogi for Davion Mitchell if that's if that's something that might be out there and if the if the Suns are interested in Davion. Make the call. I'm talking to you specifically. Make the call. Call the Suns. I mean, I would want to do this. I would like it. I would like it. I I think, again, you talk about filling a role in in what you're looking for to make this a more complete roster, to make this a little bit of a deeper roster. I just, I I think that would make all the sense in the world. I don't see anybody. I'm looking at their roster, and if it's not a Kogi, I don't see anyone else on here who I'm. Yeah, it doesn't really have anybody jumping for. you know, 
joy that I'm interested in that I'd rather have than Davion Mitchell. Because they don't have to trade Davion Mitchell. He's under contract and, and an affordable contract at that. I need I need an upgrade if I'm trading that dude. I'm not trading him just to trade him. So it, it would make a lot of sense, that trade. And look, I, I truly believe this. Davion's name is going to surface multiple times this offseason. Made a name for himself in the playoffs. I think Davion Mitchell, you're going to see his name in a lot of different places. When you're looking at this roster for the Kings, there's not a lot of guys who have you know, a ton of value that you're willing to trade. You're not going to trade Keegan unless you bring in a superstar, a young superstar. Mm-hmm. And even then, some fans don't want to trade Keegan. You're not trading Fox. You're not trading Domas. So that's pretty much it. I mean, you, you got Davion Mitchell. Maybe Kevin Herter. You could probably trade Herter for something. But I, I don't think they're dying to trade Kevin Herter. So Davion Mitchell's the guy. Like, if you're looking to make a trade this offseason, Davion's going to be the guy. I think he said it during the year, and I'll say it now. Yeah, he's the biggest trade chip you have. Not that you have to make a trade. You could always go the free agency route to try and bolster, manipulate this roster. But if they're going to make a trade this offseason, then I think I think you're right. Davion Mitchell at the top of the list. You got to balance out the roster a little bit. You, you need more wing depth, and you need more big man depth. Reliable big man depth. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I'm I'm confident Monty is looking at that. Absolutely confident. Your thoughts, Davion Mitchell for Josh Okogie. Would you do it? I'd do it. 916-339-1140 is a text line. The phone number is 1-800-920-1140. You could also weigh in on the YouTube page, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. I remind you all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda is your one-stop Honda shop. How much longer can LeBron be 1A? Our thoughts come about an hour away from game four in Miami tonight between the Nuggets and the Heat. I mean, this is it for the Heat, right? Feels like. Denver wins this game. They go up 3-1. This, this puppy's over. Yes. I mean, I, I don't I don't like doubting the Heat. Again, I've given them a ton of, a ton of love, and, and they've deserved the love I've given them. I think down 3-1, it's... Uh, yeah, but then uh, beating yeah. Denver three times in a row, twice of those games in Denver... Seems like uh, too much of a tall task. For sure. Meanwhile, in the Western Conference, we got LeBron James, who's 38 years old. LeBron James! Who's 38 years old. But even though he's 38, Rami, this year, he averaged 29, 8, and 7. Not too shabby for a guy who's 38. Yeah, that's pretty good. But how much is left in that tank? If you're the Lakers and you're looking at LeBron, you've got to be asking that question. How much does he have left? Well, LeBron's friend Richard Jefferson was on the Pat McAfee show. And uh, here was Jefferson talking about the window LeBron has to lead. I want to underline that. Lead a championship Be the top team. Dog. Yes. Okay. Given where he's at right now, if he was okay with, let's say, like a steady decline like Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan went 20-10, and 10, and then eventually he was like a 13-point-a-game and just kind of like grabbed. If he was okay with that, he could probably he could probably go Tom Brady and play till he's 45 if he wanted to. Would he average 15-8-8? Eight and eight? Yes. Is LeBron going to want to go out doing that? I don't know. Is he huh. a top – is he a player that can lead you to a championship? Yes, I think he probably has two, maybe three more years, depending on the amount of talent around him. Uh, Most NBA players, great ones, whether it was Shaq. Shaq needed a high-level wing scorer, so he had Penny Hardaway. He had Dwayne Wade. He had Kobe. Like, LeBron needs shooting around him. 
So Richard Jefferson says he believes that LeBron could be the 1A of a championship team for two or three more years. We're all just guessing at this point, Of course, right? of course. Because, and we're guessing when it comes to any player and when they'll they'll reach the end of their peak or their, the end of their career, so to speak. But with LeBron, we're literally in uncharted territory of a guy his age playing at this level. He was the best player on the Lakers this year. A lot of people thought, you know, the plan was Anthony Davis to be the guy and LeBron to kind of take a back seat. I never thought that was the case. He is the best player on the Lakers, and you're talking about a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals this year. So clearly, at age 38, he is still a guy who can be the leader, the the top dog, the 1A on a championship contender. I mean, and we're talking about, Nick, even after the overhaul of that roster, it's not like it, it was a loaded roster that he was able to get to the Western Conference Finals. Right. It, it was it was good, it, and it was certainly much better post-trade deadline than what it was before. R- Rob Palenka deserves a lot of credit for that, but I don't know that a lot of superstars in this league are taking him as far as, as LeBron James did. As far as the future, man, again, I'm just I'm just reaching and grabbing. To me, three years seems like a stretch. I could see him putting up the type of numbers that he that he's recently put up for another two years, maybe three years. I think you're you're running the risk of of hitting that cliff. But remember, Max Kellerman was ridiculed for years because he said that Tom Brady was was facing the cliff. Yes, you know what I mean. And I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Kellerman myself and sit here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It 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 makes sense to me that that a cliff might be two years down the road. But who knows? He could he, he could he could blow right past that and keep on performing at this level because he's already done something that you don't see in if, this game. If you're the Lakers, I don't think you can bank on it even this year. This upcoming year. I don't think you can bank on LeBron being a 1A. And that's really the question. It's not, oh, do you think? Do you? No, I mean, if you're the Lakers, do you go into next year saying to yourself, LeBron is still a 1A? It's tough for me to say yes to that question. Look, LeBron James, as great as he's been, and he has been great, he has not played more than 56 games the last three years. This is a guy who had consistently played. That is true. You do have to factor that in. Like, how long can he play at this level and carry that load and not break down? This is somebody who, you know, played consistently 75, 78, 80 games a year. Last three, four years, that has not been the case. You can pretty much bet on LeBron missing a quarter of the season. And I just, I have trouble saying, oh, that guy can lead a team to the championship when he's when you feel like he's going to miss a quarter of the games right off the bat because that's going to inevitably impact your seeding. And it's very tough to be a top three or four seed in the Western Conference during a regular year in that conference with LeBron missing a quarter of the season. I know, so I know this is maybe about to change because of the new wrinkles in the CBA that are, are trying to curb uh, load management, but... Isn't that kind of the case for a lot of the superstars in this league? Some by choice, some because of injury, but how many guys are, are playing 70 games anymore? You, you know you know what I mean? I think some of that is is a product of today's game, but you're I mean, you're right. When you get get up to the age that LeBron is at, you do have to wonder how long he can he can carry that type of load and not break down. He also doesn't defend. 
Oh, that's fine. He just doesn't defend. He doesn't want to defend. He hasn't defended at a consistently high level for like seven years now, eight years. I mean, he just he has tapped out on that end of the floor for long, long, long stretches. So I wonder what's going on. And the final thing I'll say is, yeah, I mean, he was, again, the regular season speaks for itself at his age. 29, 8, and 7 is ridiculous. And this isn't, this isn't the idea of like, oh, well, you know, LeBron can't play anymore. No. Because if you're telling me he can be a 1A against the championship team and be a champion, that means he's got to be a better 1A than Jokic. He's got to be a better 1A than Giannis. He's got to be a better 1A than, I was going to say Durant, but not with his injury history. He's got to be a better 1A than other 1As. Tatum, Embiid. So when you look at those guys, right? I mean, as good as LeBron was in the po- in the regular season, and I know he was dealing with, with the foot issue and all of that, but in the postseason, his numbers went down. His points per game went down. His field goal percentage went down. His three-point percentage, which wasn't good to begin with, was under 30%. And that's the other question I have. LeBron has not shown any desire to change his style of play as far as like his shot selection the last couple of years. Because if, if you watch LeBron, you would say to yourself, that dude's got to post up. He should be posting up a ton he could average thirty-five points a night if he just yeah, posted he's got up. The size. But he doesn't like that. He doesn't like he he doesn't like taking that physicality over and over and over again. We just talked about the fact he can't stay healthy playing the game right. he's playing now. If he played a more physical game, I don't I don't know how long he'd last. So what he's doing now is he's settling for a lot of threes. Yeah, I, you did notice. You couldn't help but notice that during the playoffs. So look, I I I might be able to buy it this coming year. But two, three years, like 39-year-old LeBron, 40-year-old LeBron, that's a lot to ask, man. That's a lot to ask from anybody. I just, I, I don't see it. Maybe Richard Jefferson's, you know, too close for this conversation. Yeah, he's, he's really good buddies, right, with LeBron? Yes, he is. Yeah, they were teammates. Yeah, so, I mean, he might be a little too close to uh, objectively break this one down. I, I don't know how you could say anybody at the age of 38 could be a 1A on a championship team for the next three years. That's really difficult. Really, really difficult. Okay, Max Kellerman. Go ahead and wow, count I LeBron just, out. I just, looked up at, I just looked up the TV and saw a vicious knockout. <laughs> Dude just whoop, stiffened up and dropped. Yikes. Boxing's back, JJ, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Getting there. Some bigger fights starting to happen. Yeah, some bigger fights are actually being agreed upon. One tomorrow. Hmm. Which one's tomorrow? J- Josh Taylor and Tiafimo Lopez. Oh, yeah. Is that one of that's, these guys? That's Lopez. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. That is. That okay. is Lopez. And, uh, boy, Nick, I see you, baby. Come on over to the dark side. I, you know, <laughs> I, I keep an eye on it, JJ. I keep an eye. I'm not fully in. I'm not fully in. But I, I keep an eye on it. Are you in for the Crawford Spence? I think I'm in on that one. That AJ might have talked me into that one. That one's a big one. Yeah. That one's a big one. Not a lot of people had hoped that that one was going to get done. But again, they're getting done. And that's been my major, like, just quick tangent. My major beef about boxing is, like, those fights hardly ever happened for, like, two decades. That's what I, that's one of the things I said to JJ about why I think boxing has lost a lot of people. I grew up, loved boxing. My grandfather was a boxer in the Army. Loved it. But, like, you just, I mean... The, 
De La Hoya Pacquiao is like, you know, one of those things. The fights aren't happening because the best fighters are facing each other. The fights are happening because the right business deals can go down. You know what I mean? And but that's, again, it's we're, we're starting to see a sea change, which is good. I hope so. I love it. The, these younger boxers are not afraid of the moment, which is fantastic. A lot of guys were, a lot of management teams. I don't even want to say the boxers. You're going to get punched in the face for a living. You're a pretty tough guy. Management teams, man. A lot of these managers did not want their boxers. You had to get to like 30-0 and 0 before you even touched the ring with anybody that was legitimate. A bunch of tomato cans for the first 10 years of their career. They build up their record. And then, you know, Mayweather goes 50-0, and 0, and now I think a lot of people kind of like have the, I want to get to that. And so now you're all playing the chess game of, well, I can't, if I fight all these hard fights, I'm not going to get to 50-0. and 0. Right. And that game starts happening. But I don't like that game. Legit fights, legit really good fights are starting to get uh, put together, which is fantastic. So watch out. Boxing could be back. I'm watching it. Need a minute? I just came across a tweet at the worst time. Came across a tweet at the yes. worst time? I don't even want to ask you what it is. No, it's, it's probably not, inappropriate. No, it's not inappropriate. NBC Sports asked, what sports moment do you still think about all the time? And I don't know who this guy is. Mike Bouvet's. He tweeted a video of Nuggets mascot Rocky the Mountain Lion passing out while being lowered from the rafters before Denver's 2012 home opener against Portland. Please show me. It's just a limp mascot. What, what, what account is it? NBC one. Yes. NBC Sports Philly. That boy's making coin, though. Look Isn't he? Oh, man. He's the highest paid mascot in the game, though. Wait till he gets is to he? the crowd. Yes. I thought it was a Timberwolves guy or something like that. No. Well, Rocky. <laughs> now nah, I got to see it now. I'm like, I got to see it. <laughs> I remember that happening, but I don't remember it as a visual. This is the first time. They, didn't, they didn't realize the poor dude was completely out. It looked like a dead body being dropped from the floor, being lowered down. And then his feet hit the ground. It's just, it's like nobody's in the mascot costume. Like it's just an empty mascot costume. Yeah. It just crumbles to the floor. <laughs> Uh, it's good oh he's out already he's out he's out from the beginning yeah he's He's out out. he's out the whole he's out the whole way oh man they doing it fast so i guess they were trying to get him down quick right wait till he hits the ground oh man he is definitely out look at the cheerleaders they didn't know still dancing (laughs) he folds like origami when he hits the floor oh Oh. man Oof. Poor, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. No, he's I mean, I'm assuming he's fine. Oh yeah, I would I would hope so. You didn't look at that first, you jerk. We're all laughing at it. The poor guy might have died. Alright. Uh we got the snack exchange coming up in a minute. But first, oh. speaking of snacks and eating, of course the uh Kansas City Chiefs visited the White House. And uh Andy Reid. If you want to get Andy Reid excited and pumped and jacked to talk about something other than football, it's 100% food. It's food before football. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Andy. Still cold blood. Yeah. Bradshaw killing him on national TV. Left him hanging out there like uh, the Denver Nuggets mascot in 2012. (laughs) Just hanging there. (laughs) 
right. Uh, so Andy Reid met with the media, and uh, they asked him about the uh, White House spread, the White House food. They did have some good stuff. They had a, a grill. I've never had this before. So a French toast, grilled cheese, and ham sandwich <laughs> that they sprinkled a little bit of powdered sugar on. I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, the guys were, and it was, there was abundance of this. Uh, and and then they had uh, chicken fingers, exotic chicken fingers. <laughs> exotic chicken <laughs> fingers. What's an exotic chicken finger? Uh, which I hadn't seen before, but little bite-sized squares of the heart of the watermelon. Ooh. So whoever, you know, my hat went off to the chef. I went back and talked to him. I mean, I just go, you guys are unbelievable. I mean, whoever cut all of that out. He went to go see the chef. That goes off to him. <laughs> He's breathless. He's actually breathless. Like getting hot and bothered. That's the man who it. appreciates food. He went and found the chef. Now he's breathless because he walked up to the podium. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? The exotic chicken fingers. Yeah, what are exotic, exotic chicken, chicken fingers? fingers? I, I don't know. know what I don't that know what is. It, I, I don't know what that it. means. I Google it, and the only thing that comes up when you Google it is Andy Reid like saying a certain exotic flavor. <laughs> I just don't but know what the, encapsulates. This man was so excited, he went and found the show. Let chef. me tell you. As, <laughs> he was like, where is this man? Send me to that man. I've got to have a chat. As somebody who was once 320 and can very much relate to Andy Reid's excitement for food, you know what's my favorite line in there? When he's talking about the uh, the French toast sandwich, which, by the way, it's called a Monte Cristo. It's French toast yeah, and love them. ham Ooh, and, love and Swiss cheese. It's really good. Um, he goes, never had this before, which is the excitement of a big dude who found a new food. I know this. I know this excitement. I've been there before <laughs> when he's talking about the sandwich and he goes, I've never had this before. It's so exciting. Well, actually, today's snack that I brought with us, that I brought with me today for the snack exchange, something I have not tried before. Boy, you testing the market? Always love finding something new in in the food world, and I get uh, o- overly excited, irrationally excited. And Willie brings up a good point. Yes, uh, chicken doesn't have fingers, so there is that. Well, they're tenders. Or, yeah, yeah, we, we don't have to chicken get, breast. Yeah, thighs, Ooh, something in that. What do we have here? So, oh no! Come on, Simone. Love it. Simone, I can't. Pizza with pineapple. I what can't. is Simone? Goes, oh, are you this, serious? I love it. This goes did you really religion. bring pizza with she pineapple, really did Simone? Bring pizza with pineapple. Oh my god, I can't. I won't enjoy. I thought the point of this was to bring in things you thought your co-host might like. Are you serious? A little pub mix here. We got a little Gardetto's mix. I'm, yeah, I'm man. So the yeah. the story of that is, is, I don't never go grocery shopping. I'm not a grocery shopping person, right? Yeah. Um, I never and I never go to Costco can't stand it it's like going to the dmv <laughs> never go to the, never ever right uh but i always tell the wifey to grab that so she grabbed it like three days ago and i never busted i didn't open it because i'm like all right and i fought i fought and fought and fought not to open this thing jay i told my girl so to i just hide brought these. it in yeah, i said hide these from just me brought it up. Do so not simone tell, just do busted not it open for me thank you simone because now i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna tear it up mm. you know, love, a good, love a good snack mix no. Is this Gardetto's? This has to be. Yeah, this is Gardetto's. Yeah, right? I have no idea, man. I get it from Costco. It's mm-hmm. huge. Where's that bottle at? Simone? It's really good. Right here. It's like huge right it's the there. the same fellas. one I have at home. Oh, yeah. Be- it beautiful. Is. Oh. Yeah, I love oh. that thing. You, you a fan? Oh, yeah. Love it. Like, dude. We, get, we get it delivered to the house. Oh, that boy. My parents For real? So you yeah. like my wife, man. She, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, we're paying twice the twice the price. Go ahead and go to the <laughs> go ahead and go to Trader Joe's or something. I'm going to take one small bite. With the of pineapple. This, the, yes. I'm moving With the, the pineapple. Pi- because all the pineapple on mine is towards the back, like by the crust. I'm, you can see. Aren't you supposed to open the market, by the way? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can we open the, the snack exchange market there? Thank you. <laughs> I moved the pineapple up to the front where I would actually get a bite. And I'm 
Simone, I don't know if I'll ever forgive you for this. I can't it's believe so that delicious, you like and you're this so goes, welcome. This goes against, this <laughs> goes never against my you. religion. Look, as Manny, a too legit. Pizza with pineapple. I'll take that, and I'll take it too, Manny. Thank you. I'm legitimately, what's uh, what's Willie eating in. this evening? Mm. What is Willie? Oh, eating? Gotta ask Willie. Willie. How is it? How is it with the pineapple? Simone, that is truly terrible. You got it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Awful. That's really bad. Is Not barbecue chicken Something's your number one, so Nick, or do you, you go with pineapple when you get pe- make, uh, make pizza? Yeah, no. my I, I love so, barbecue chicken. No. Taco pizza. Sorry. Oh, no. taco pizza. I make taco Ugh. pizza. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't. Kelly makes it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't make it either. Love taco pizza. Love Hawaiian pizza. Love barbecue chicken pizza. What's number one, though? Like, if you like, ah, we I got a go really out. good uh, honey, honey and goat cheese with sage flatbread. Really good. Really? I actually made that last week. I could say when Kelly was out of town, I actually made that for dinner. Got it, boy. It's a tough question. That I, I is probably, the truth. That mm. sounds like the truth. I might lean taco pizza, honestly. Might be number one. Yeah. Give me that Rami. Bag, Rami. What's that? What those? I'm old school. Pepperoni, Italian sausage, onion. Rami, give me that bag. Of, I got to try those. These what are is here? that? Yeah. I put one in front I know, of you. but Simone plopped a plate on it. Oh, so. I was, was going to say, I didn't touch them. I, no, no, I made Simone, sure not to touch them. Yeah. Simone plopped <laughs> a plate on so it. I tried to be so good with my protocol for you. The bottom of the plate, man. That plate was on all sorts of stuff. Simone did fantastic. What we have here. So what are these? And again, these, I have not tried them yet. I asked my girlfriend to hide them from me so I would not eat them before the snack exchange. We have Trader Joe's s'mores clusters. Really? Mini marshmallows and graham crackers covered with milk chocolate. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. I okay. put them right in front of you, Jay. You should have yeah, a couple in there. Right in front I haven't of you got there. to eat. Oh, okay. That's good. Sign me up. Is it? Yeah. That's good. I've been excited for this. I'm not a big chocolate long. person. Again, I've never tried these. Love before. chocolate. Don't really? eat a lot of it, but I love like it. Like Andy yeah. Reid. Never had these before. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Willie is going to be enjoying some deep dish pizza there tonight. There you go, Willie. With Italian beef and extra cheese. My man. <laughs> That's a pizza topping, Willie. Not this, whatever it's from. You notice game. how I ate away from the microphone? Mm-hmm. Just telling you. Yeah, that boy. Just saying. <laughs> it's possible. Just saying. It is possible. <laughs> Don't choke. Could you imagine someone chokes during this segment? It's the oh, snack my experience. God. Oh, man. Hopefully, HR is not listening. Rachel's on vacation, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's doing the Heimlich? I guess it depends on who's That'd choking. Be That'd be useful. <laughs> Anybody here is CPR certified? Nope. Nope. I was um, in high school, I was, but I yeah. never, never re- renewed it. It's still the Bee Gees, right? You just keep the... No, I think they changed it. You don't have to do mouth-to-mouth. So that's No mouth-to-mouth? Nice. No mouth-to-mouth. It's not about that. It's about getting your heart started again. Huh. So it's all about the... <laughs> I don't oh, want to is that make what that noise. <laughs> never knew that. Yeah. I've never even attempted it. No. Well, thankfully. I'd be afraid that I'd hurt the person. Yeah, these are really good. Did I make up for the loose granola I brought a couple weeks ago? I haven't tried it yet, but Mm. (laughs) I'm just going to enjoy it. You're still clowning you about the loose granola, brother? (laughs) For long. I think think we're thumbs up on all three. I'm thumbs up on all three. No, the pizza was uh, bad. Thank you, Simone, but it wasn't good. Thank you. You are Are so beautiful. I thought she was going to start saying to me. (laughs) You're not beautiful to me. I thought she was going to break that into it. It sounded like it. Top stories coming up. Cattles and Rami. Sat-tow Sports.